I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, I'm Steph. And I'm Simon. And welcome to The Food Fight, where we offer a different perspective on food culture issues around Australia and the world. We'll talk with chefs, producers, business owners and experts to hear their stories and find out what makes them tick. This is a Small Bites episode, the second in our Wine School series, where we talk and learn about wine. For this one, we're joined by sommelier and wine communicator, Sam Payne. Okay, welcome to another Small Bites episode of The Food Fight, and we thought we'd take this opportunity while we've got Sam Payne here to do another Wine School Small Bites episode, so it's basically just me going to ask um, mm. Simon and Sam some fun questions about wine. Bring um, it on. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so first, Sam, and this isn't like, I mean, this isn't too fun or quirky, <laughs> but like... Who are wow, you really who, setting this up for me? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're off to such to a tell. good start here. Yeah. <laughs> what, like... Any new sort of on the set? What are the, some of the producers that you're like really excited about at the moment? How long have you got? Yeah, um, right. Okay, cool. God, I mean, there's so many exciting things that we're producing here in Australia. So, oh, God. Okay, where do I start? Let's start from like New South Wales down. Um, <laughs> I really, alphabetically. Yeah, alphabetically. It's an A. Uh, so I'll start from my own backyard. I'm really, really loving um, James Becker's wines from out in the Hunter Valley. Mm-hmm. So he does this awesome like carbonic maceration Syrah in magnum form because mm. magnums show commitment and if you're not going to go big format, go home. Um, and it's, it's just juicy and light and delicious. It's called the bold and the beautiful because it is literally bold and it is beautiful. Um, but James's wines in particular from the Hunter is, is indicative of that new wave of Hunter Valley winemakers yeah. that are coming out of the region like himself, like Usher Tinkler, like Angus Vinden. It's really exciting that they're taking up the mantle of, yeah. of those that came before with these incredible vineyards um, and going, I'm going to try doing something something different yeah hunter's been like slow on the uptake of yeah. that where every other region's had these like like young exciting people even yeah. like you know like this next generation taking over hunter's been very much set and not i imagine that uh you know lamb price and hunter are fucking expensive so it's not yeah. like young people can disturb a vineyard mm. yeah um but yeah when it happens you get some great winemakers getting access to some amazing very old vines and fruit um, and doing and something different with exactly, them. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah. It's mm. bringing fresh blood into the hunter. I mean, yeah. there's icons for a reason, like your Tyrrells, your Broken Woods, you know, all of all of that. But if 
you know, a sign of a region sort of diversity is mm. what else can you do? Like what else are you doing? And we're not just talking about alternate varietals like Fiano and things like that. We're talking about take something like Shiraz, carbonic macerate it, look at it now, that kind of thing. Mm. Or, or you know, Usher Tinkler doing a semion that sits on leaves and skins for a little while to build up, you know, texture and phenolics and, and something completely different so it's hunter semion but not as yeah. you know it you know angus vinden's got an old block of alicante boucher <laughs> which you'd only ever see in rockford's rose and yeah. he's made a pet nat sparkling out yeah. of it and it's incredible it it's is the like, ultimate breakfast hangover wine yeah <laughs> like it's like perfect picnic barbecue yeah. morning like just like any kind of occasion we're like literally i went over my friends for like a barbecue one night and i was like ah I had a bottle of that when I last went up and was like, fucking perfect. Yeah. perfect. It's literally drink out of the bottle wine. And if yeah. you go on my socials, there is a photo of Angus <laughs> literally pouring it into my mouth on top of like one on top of one of the hills in the Hunter Valley. Love yeah. it. Sorry, mum. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. That's your one, Sam. You get you get to talk about the Hunter. Simon, pick a different region. Who are you excited about? Um, I mean, I was, I'm quite excited about the potential of some New South Wales regions. Like, I think like Tumbarumba, I think is like massively undervalued. I think it, like, it just has the potential to produce some of the... I mean, and it's kind of a little secret grabbing spot for, like, a lot of Penfolds, Shardy. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, like, Yatanago, like, is from yep. Tumbrumba. Um, and there is a couple of producers making some real cool stuff um, and sparkling as well. So they do really good, cool climate, Pinot, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay. Yeah. Therefore, you've got really good base for sparkling Sparkly. wine. And, like, like um, Coroboyo make, like, some awesome meth traditional wines um same with orange as well i think orange has potential to be a really good shardy pinot but also some other like aromatic whites and some other reds up there and seeing people starting to take advantage of that i think it's a bit further down the road but it's quite exciting can well, i take over yeah. hosting duties and ask a question ask a question of simon yes if you had to pick a region as like your like wine region to watch what would you say probably it's like Tumba will be up there. I'm not sure, like, the time frame of yeah. when that's going to happen. I think it has the potential. I think Orange have done a really good job at marketing themselves as a wine region, mm-hmm. and it's starting to pick up there. Um, and it's good to see uh, people like Will Rickard there, who I think is just doing awesome, awesome wine. Yeah. Like, real big fan of his wines. Um, and making wine in that sphere where it's it's minimal intervention but it's not natty or out there yeah. and he's, he's just a very good winemaker and he's just planted his vineyards real high up um, just across from Desalis uh, makes some really good sparkling so he, it's really exciting there and I think Orange is probably in a, in a further time frame than a lot of other regions to become yeah. somewhere that would be quite exciting mm. well, same question to you then Sam uh, I, I always know this one um, we Jump a little bit further south to our friends on the Mexican border in Victoria, mm. um, Gippsland. Gippsland yeah. is my my Gippsland's region awesome. to watch, and I've been saying that for the past you know eighteen months now. It's really really exciting what the wines that are coming out of there. Obviously, predominantly Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, but doing you know really great aromatic whites like Riesling and Pinot Gris and things like that. But I just think, in terms of like people always ask me like bang for buck. Like where, where, where's yeah. somewhere that I, it was somewhere new that I can try that I'll get really good value for money. And that's Gippsland because okay. you've got incredible vines, really interesting winemakers down there producing outstanding Chardonnay and Pinot Noir at half the price of what Yarra is doing it as. Cool. Yeah. I, I think some of the, 
less known regions in Victoria, Macedon. Yeah. Even Mornington Peninsula is, is fairly young as a wine region as it goes. Um, and th- they make some awesome Pinot and some Chardonnay and Pinot Gris, what they come, become known for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Macedon in that kind of vein. Macedon I as think well. It just yeah. makes some very pure wines. And there's some really good producers up there making yeah. some cool stuff as well. Um, like Josh Cooper's stuff is always pretty spectacular. Um, when you want to splurge, go Bindi, like yeah, all yeah, of exactly, those Yeah, exactly, yeah. Cool. All right, uh, next one. Do you have, tell, give us a, do you, do you have a memorable, like a really memorable glass of wine, whether that be eating somewhere as a patron or drinking somewhere as a patron or as working as a song? So, something you've drunk, so, some sort of moment the that epi- really comes the to mind. The epiphany wines. Yeah. Yeah. You got one, Sam? I do. So my first epiphany wine as a little baby som at Manly Pavilion um, was a glass of 1994 um, clap um, Cornas Syrah. And it tasted like bacon fat spice. <laughs> and I remember tasting it and going like... Angels coming down from the heavens. This is what it's all about. Like, this is why I got into this game. Because how do you take a grape? And it literally tastes like the best, like, bacon sanger you've ever had in your entire life. I don't I don't understand, but I want to know more. And this is what it's all about. And it was mm. just so memorable. I can still, even sitting here talking about it, just have that palate memory of what that tasted like and it was just this pure moment in time and went that's it that's the epiphany wine this is what we're doing <laughs> and i've had many more since then but that was the first and you never forget your first <laughs> you got one Simon? not not really calling like, out a semion yeah like Woo! <laughs> south I coast mean, represent that that was a cool moment because it was like <laughs> it was we're very big on local and I was like, I hadn't really tried anything that was any good on the South Coast. And trying the Sam's was like, oh, shit. I mean, like, from an Australian point of view, uh, Semyon was this, like, holy shit. Like, you guys have this awesome variety that you do, mm. like, better than else in the world, completely different else in the world, and none of you fucking drink it. Um, <laughs> so that's been my kind of little quest and my little... And, it's, yeah, it's just an, it's an interesting grape. It's so simple to make in some ways and makes these amazing complex wines that age mm. like ridiculously so like from an Australian point of view that was kind of oh Australian wine's cool um, I remember like like when I became a chef I kind of felt like I should get into wine so I sort of started just drinking wine and I remember having like a, a bottle of like Puy Fumi from like Loire Savlon from the restaurant I worked at and being like well this is interesting mm. like, mm. that was probably like the first good wine yeah. I drank that was like ah this doesn't tastes less of piss than the stuff my mum drinks <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that was my <laughs> but I don't really I don't really have those moments with food either. yeah okay like maybe I'm just like <laughs> I just uh, I'm, I'm gonna give you mine but yeah, like yeah. when I was in Paris I don't know like four years context. ago or something like that context yeah. is huge yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and sure. I was kind of like I don't even know what, why did I end up in Paris Oh, I, I went to a wedding. Uh, yeah, I went to a wedding. I went to a wedding in, oh, yeah, in France, and I and I just tacked on a few days in Paris, and I was just kind of cruising around by myself. But I ended up eating it. Managed to get a table at like lunchtime at Septime. Mm. Went to Le Dauphin, and also went to another place called Le Vervelay, which all have like like a natural wine focus. Yeah, and I, and it was kind of when I was first sort of beginning to gain a bit of knowledge about what natural wine was, and just that 
entry into like European natural wine in these fucking awesome trendy cool like Parisian restaurants mm. and I was eating some fucking <laughs> amazing food and I was just getting like I was just every time I just uh, I don't know what I drank but I would just uh, like ask the sommelier to just yeah. give me something awesome and that was that was some really really cool really really cool experiences so I was like okay here's now I'm starting to get natural wine mm. like yeah so that was cool for me yeah just, I think it like some of the first sort of natural wines, like the first one I went to Rootstock, that was obviously quite an eye-opener Yeah, with wine. And I remember just, that was actually the first one to taste some Joshua Cooper's wines. And it was like, he had this one, it was, uh, it was called like, It Is What It Is or something like that. And mm-hmm. it was like Riesling in barrel for a year, or skins for a year, then barrel for a year, and then bottle for a year. And it was just this absolutely wild drink. Um, and that was kind of the first wine that I sort of tasted and then went out and bought a couple of bottles so I could just drink at home. Yeah, cool. So that was a kind of a, uh, a bit of an eye-opener. Also, some like restaurant experiences, like some Michelin-star restaurants in the UK I went to when I was quite young, when I was sort of becoming a chef. Like, they were quite big things when it was like drinking food and yeah. oh, drinking food, eating food, drinking wine. <laughs> Mix the two up, you know. Yeah. Well, double, speaking such, of such that, a double threat. let's like, move just, to the next yeah. question. Is there any, like, memorable matches you've done oh, as a, a, a song? Where, where you're like, where you're happens. like, fucking nailed it. That is just perfect. Like... They're like, there's some kind of classic matches that are classic matches for a reason. Yeah, okay. Um, that just that do just work, and that like like matching wine is a is a, like a, a little bit of a fallacy in some ways. Like, there's there's I don't think there's too many perfect matches. There's yeah, stuff okay. that like stuff that will like fuck up what you're eating and like some things you eat. Don't tell people yeah, I'll be out of the job. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's basically the one thing I enjoy doing the most. Um, I did a match with um, smoked wallaby tail with um, Yarra Yering dry red number two Ugh, for a Yarra Yering dinner we did mm. and Sarah Crow said it was like the best match she's ever had with that wine wow. so for me that was like like yeah yeah a little winemaking hero of mine Sarah Crow it's awesome awesome Wollongonga Original, cool, good answer. Um, so yeah, so that that like f- like as, as one I've done myself, I was very happy with that feedback. Mm. Yeah. And like it just, yeah, it kind of just work a lot of the spice of the wine and lots of native spices and aromatics yeah. I put in the dish. Um, yeah, the, some of the wine matches I had at um, Cafe Passi in the pop up with uh, yeah. Roman, there's a sommelier there. That was probably one of the first times I was like, fuck, this is like. This yeah. is some excellent wine matching. Mm. What about um, you, Sam? Ones that, any that you've done in particular? Or? Any that I've done in particular. Um, or any memorable ones? I mean, there's things, there's things that I love to match, i.e. highbrow, lowbrow. So I yeah. love <laughs> like a really good vintage champagne with a really good burger. Like, yeah, okay. It's my favourite. It's my favourite <laughs> yeah. thing on the planet. Like... We when one time we were down in Melbourne for an event um, and did Rockwell double smash bacon burgers <laughs> with this 1999 Devaluar Tripal and there's like only like a thousand bottles in existence and it was just perfect. That's great. Like, <laughs> I love that. And it's like this is again this is what it's all about. Like um, yeah. I think my one of my favorite like memorable as a diner experiences was. Um, Arana down in South Australia when it existed. Um, there it was a couple of dishes, um, obviously with native ingredients and things like that, that just paired so beautifully with some of the more natural wines because they yeah. have that slightly more salty, 
high tone acidity and that kind of things and it just works so cohesively so um yeah but there's just so many to choose from like you said it's it's kind of it's such a subjective game Mm. food and and wine flavors you know there's certain rules that we follow in terms of like you know weight and tannin and things like that but you know flavor matching you can make some magic well i think Mm. it's what one thing that i've i match slightly differently to other people because I get to control the food and the wine. Yeah. So I have like like complete control. So I can change the dish to match the food Mm. if I don't think it works. Do you do that often? Yeah, yeah. Like wine wine dinners, I I like really kind of reverse engineer. Yeah. Um, Oh, wine dinners. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And and a lot of time as well. Um, Like, if, if there's, especially if there's a like specific wine I'm like I really want that that's on the fucking menu. cool that's a cool change, thing yeah. to be able to do is yeah, like look at the wine cool. you've got and then yeah <laughs> I think I think I got right, a bit differently menu yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> like yeah we were doing I was, try, I was trying to like I've been trying to sort of come up with like you have those like like shiraz and beef or like you yeah. know, stew and Duck cab and all, all these yeah. kind of like classic matches and I was like what's well, more of like a classic Australian match so I was trying to push Neo Davila from mm. South Australia with emu because they, they do actually go really nicely. Yeah. Just the weight of the Nero from Australia and like yeah. the lack of fat on the on emu just work really well. So we we're trying. I was trying to like, and that's what we t- tell our customers was like, this is what we're trying to push is like the new modern Australian, Australian. food and wine match. Like, this should be classic. It'd be like, oh, you have an emu tonight. I'll get I'll get some Nero. Yeah, I like that. That's I love that. Like, I love that. Um, it's it's a, a bit of a slog, but <laughs> we might get we might get there one day. All right, highbrow, lowbrow. Then we'll go down this road, and you guys you guys have to match. You guys have to. I was thinking this would actually be better if you could like write it into your phone or something like that. Write in the match that you give, and then you can both reveal it rather than going one after another. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or just say the answer at the same time. No. <laughs> say the answer Three. at the same time. No, it's like Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give me. I, I want you to. Ma- I, want, I want you to match me some some stuff. Some right. some highbrow lowbrow matches. Sam, okay. we'll start with you. All right. Chicken palmy at the pub. Oh, okay. So you've got obviously crumb chicken, so a little bit of like oil and crust mm. there. Obviously protein, and then <laughs> tomato. And you didn't. You really. You really started not easy, didn't you? There's a lot to work with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tomato. I we got hot chips and a bit of salad. There hot as chips, well. chicken salt, bit of salad. Yeah. Oh, what, um, kind of, what kind of is like little chopped up cucumber and tomato? Yeah, like tomato that yeah. tastes <laughs> like water. Yeah, yeah, and a bit of yeah. that. It seems like scraggly lettuce bit or something. Bit, yeah, bit, bit of iceberg. Yeah, some, <laughs> some praise <laughs> Italian dressing. It's the best match with oh, iceberg lettuce. Oh, that's rough. That yeah. acid in that. <laughs> Ooh, um, that twang. Okay, so or because we're coming into springtime, summertime, I'm gonna go chilled red. I'm going to go something like a really nice, like, actually, Meadowbank, chilled Gamay. Okay. So, Gamay from down in Tassie, made by the legend that is yeah. Peter Dredge. Um, and if you haven't been on his Instagram and seen his nomination for Winemaker of the Year this year, I highly it. recommend going <laughs> to see it. Um, but, so, he uses Meadowbank's uh, vines that were planted in 75 and makes the most approachable, juicy, delicious gamay that you've ever seen. So a little bit of chill on it just to sort of tighten it up and make it fresh. But the it's got enough acidity that's going to cut through, obviously, crumbed chicken and cheese. Um, <laughs> and then enough sort of like there's a little bit of whole bunch in there. So it's got a little bit of savouriness to sort of pair with the sweetness of tomato. Um, and it's just a really delicious drop. Yeah. Like, cool. Like if you want to like impress people... Match chicken with a light chilled red. Yeah. And they'll be like, they'll be like, yeah, mind any, like, fucking fish, blown. Like white meats, like anything yeah. like that. And they're like, what? Yeah, like, red one like, with you. white meat? Yeah. Like, oh my God. 
But that's like summertime. Oh, yeah. Summertime chilled reds are yeah. on the money. Like mm. move over I mean, rosé. Like if, if it's a light, like it's light red and there's very few tannins, you're, yeah. you're just kind of looking at a white wine with red fruit spectrum. Like Pretty that's much. kind of, that's what you're going with. It's high acid. Yeah. All right, Simon. I, I was just educating Simon on what a kebab caravan is. <laughs> just one of those fucking caravans that sits well, out next to a like servo a that sells kebabs. I've only I mean, it's called a food truck these days, but before, yeah, right. before the food truck, like, food trucks were cool, caravans there were like kebab caravans. Me and my family went on holiday in yeah. when I was young. Like, well, where'd was you go? No, there was no ke- um, we used to go to Wales, believe it or not. You used to go to Wales? Well, it was when I lived in England and we'd go on holiday oh. mm-hmm, to Wales. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Go to where you grew up on holiday. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only in Wales, just, eh? Just a short little trip. <laughs> I want. I so like think think like a pretty dodgy kebab, like sort of like, you know, just th- that nondescript meat. Yeah, but here's the question: garlic sauce or no garlic sauce? Yeah, yeah, garlic yeah. sauce is gonna there's, throw there's, a spanner in the bottom. Order, there's, there's, there's a big. I've got I've got garlic sauce. Garlic sauce for sure, and then. I like the, the the master foods chili sauce. You know the one that's like in an orange bottle that oh, comes on kebabs. <laughs> Just yep, that yep. that that straight mild chili. I'm so and glad some, you've got this question and not me. Garlic um, sauce. <laughs> how are you? Cheese like, tabbouleh. I think we need to take take context in here. Like, bread. is this the end of the night? No, 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 no. I. Oh, it's a daytime kebab. It's it's <laughs> no, it's dinner. It's dinner. Like okay. I, I kind of finished work and you're like just gonna get a kebab. I just I just can't be bothered, and I know that there's a kebab caravan at the Balambi Servo, so I'm gonna um, go there. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think in some 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 context, you just gotta go like just drink something that's tasty that's not gonna fuck it. So I think like you got beer. Pre- yeah, you got yeah. yeah. The, perfect, yeah. the perfect choice is beer. beer. Um <laughs> like you've got fatty kebab meat, so you need a little bit of tannin to like strip out from your palate. The garlic's always gonna fuck anything you eat. So you've got something that's gonna be strong enough to like you can still taste it, mm. but not overly strong that you're not gonna have your, your garlic sauce, because that's what this whole meal is about, really, isn't it? It's about a garlic sauce. It's a vessel for garlic yeah. sauce. Um <laughs> really like in uh Owen Latter's uh Warak Warak Warak. I wanna spell. Um Sangio. Sangiovese. Oh yeah. Um from um uh, from where is this from up in Victoria um, Bendigo Bend, yeah uh, it's, it's just a really good wine it's got like a bit of everything like it's got good tannin the fruit's there it's good structure um, high acid to kind of balance out the tannin and it's just it's just a bloody good drinker but it's also like it's one of those wines I really like wines where like my mate who's not into wine can just be smashing it back and be like it's pretty good this eh and I can be like nosing the glass like hmm because I'm like you know taking it apart in my head mm. uh, so it's one of those wines I'm just like that that suits any occasion like you could smash that with a kebab okay cool yeah something something Sanjo, versatile good pizza wine too yeah, Sanjo yeah, is kind of yeah, like any of those sort of Italian reds like yeah. Sangio Nero all of that kind of stuff it'll it'll handle yeah. fast food yeah. <laughs> Friday night yeah San, Sanjo's a good like yeah junk fruity kind of wine all right Last, last one for you, Sam. Um, mm-hmm. It's coming into final season in the NRL. So I'm at, I'm at the footy <laughs> and I've got a Villies pie in my hand and I want a nice, a nice wine to go alongside that. You want a, like a, 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 classic, a classic wine match for a meat pie? Are we talking like mince meat? Or are we yeah, we're like, talking mince. It's just the straight up Villies mince meat. Oh, yeah, meat. mince meat, gravy, I suppose you've got to have sauce on there, there as well. Of sauce. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean... Told you it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
in my head, I'm just thinking like some super over oak Shiraz. <laughs> no, I'll give you I'll give you a nice match for it. So we've got flaky golden pastry. We've got gravy, pepper, minced meat. You know what? I'm going to give you a pet nat. Really? I'm going to go. I'm going to go pet nat. Something with a little bit of Lee's work. So you've got a little like toasty cheesiness going on. You've got enough acidity and brightness and bubble that's going to cut through the grease in the mm-hmm. meat pie. Um, and if you chuck tomato sauce on it, it'll be fine. Perfect. So, yeah, I go I go pet nat. Nice. Yeah. In a nice like, little just random yeah. cup that you get from the I'll give, I'll give, I'll give a little plug for some mates. Benson the Mooch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some local They're boys. Really cool cool yeah, pet nat. They got a good little, uh, little pet nat just released, 2020. Mm. Nice. Um, with, I think, grapes, normally Southern Highlands, but they're... And yeah, orange and central ranges, but they a lot of grapes from Riverlands this year. Oh yeah. To uh, bulk it out, as as is everyone in Southern Harms. You'll see a lot of uh, Ricotera Mataro yeah. in, in the Southern Harms 2020s this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Basically, everyone has put that in something. Cool. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's leave it there. Thanks, that. Cool. Thank Thanks, guys. Sam. <laughs> Matching 101. <laughs>